and welcome to Reading the Room, a psychic exploration. My name is Kate. I am your host today. I have two wonderful people with me today, so I'd like to introduce them. Let me introduce Adam. Hello, Adam. Hey, Kate, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, man, I'm a blast. I'm great. Wonderful. And we have, as always, Pam. How are you doing, Pam? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Kate? Well, I'm doing just wonderful. So typically with our podcast, if you've tuned in before or if this is your first time, we like to take a look at different stories and do tarot card readings on them. And Pam and I are both tarot card readers, but today we've got something different. Adam actually has his own personal tarot deck uh, Oracle, actually an Oracle deck that he's going to be using today. The Rebel deck. Yeah, it's the Rebel deck. So Adam, can you tell our listeners about the Rebel deck and, and what I, we have going know. on? Okay, it says some bullshit on one side and the other side of this deck. Uh, that is probably the long and the short of it. So they're going to ask me questions. Uh, we're going to see what this shit says. All right. So, so we're doing a little topsy-turvy. A little different today. So a little different. Pam, what is your first question? Adam, can you tell me what my finances are going to look like this year? Okay, let's see. Uh, it says laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of how it's been going. So. <laughs> All right, Adam, can you tell me about how the rest of my summer is going to go? Oh, rest of summer. Okay. Yeah. Let's think about rest of summer. Let's see. We got uh, uh, this is the FAQ card on how the deck works. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, for me, that feels like it's going to be very instructional. You're going to learn a lot this summer. That actually makes a lot of sense. So let me go ahead and clarify that I'm working on my master's this right now. And the last thing I have to do is my capstone. So perfect reading. You're right on. Sam, <laughs> next question. Adam, am I going to meet a nice man to date? Uh, are you going to meet a nice man to date? Let's see what the deck has to say about that. Is Pam going to have a nice man to date? It says detox. Oh, that's where I'm going to meet him. Uh, <laughs> I better get in there. Unfriend that asshole and, and throw some shit out. <laughs> that's what it says. That's, that's the key. Oh, okay. Where you need to go. So I still need to detox from my last relationship. Throw some shit out. That's what I Throw got for you. Shit out. Okay. It's never bad advice. It's All true. right. Yeah. I need to know what the message is for my dog Bella. I need a message for Bella. All right. Message for Bella. For a message for Bella. Let's see here. Uh, it says they broke your heart. Oh, Elsa says, fuck them. Who broke Ooh. the dog's heart? Oop, somebody broke the dog's heart. Oh, that's too bad. Go screw them up. Thing. That's too bad. Mm -hmm. No wonder she's a nervous wreck. Yeah, it's probably whoever puts fluff inside of all of her toys, because as soon as she rips them open, that's when they have to be taken away from her and her yeah. heart gets broken. Yeah, perhaps. Pull okay. a card for Charlie. See yeah. what's up with Charlie. Yeah, see what's up with Charlie. Charlie is Adam's, Adam's Charlie. dog. 
says, time to let go. Oh. Move the fuck on. So that's not applicable. <laughs> My dog's going to live forever. So. Yeah. Well, I hope that's not his message to you. You said he's getting grumpier <laughs> these days. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll have to ask about my cat, Clementine. Clementine, Clementine, Clementine. Let's see. She is orange and fluffy. Uh, shit is going down with your job. Oh. Reevaluate, change your perspective, or fucking quit. Your dog's think or your cat's thinking about quitting. Yeah. Yeah. Run off and be a dog. Run off and be a dog. Well, that's all very interesting. Thank you for reading their cards today, Adam. I love that deck. You're so, you're so welcome. Let's see. How's my how's the rest of my day gonna go? Let's see. Shame, regret, and guilt. That sounds right. Okay, perfect. Guilt. <laughs> Shame, guilt. So last week we did, I think it's been two weeks now that we've been doing kind of like short stories instead of an entire episode dedicated to one story. So we're going to continue with that. It's kind of a summer special, something new we're doing. Um, so Pam, you want to kick us off with your story? Sure. First off, I also like readers... Give us an email and let us know if you like like how we're doing it this way or will you like the longer story? Let us know what you prefer. And our email is readingtheroompod.help me out here, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to send us an email, it is readingtheroompod at gmail.com. That's readingtheroompod at gmail.com. I'm so excited to tell you this story today. So this story took place in an area where um, we all lived, but I didn't find out about it until, of course, after I moved away from that area. It's a pretty interesting story, and it also has kind of a hometown thing for us. On November 23rd, 1953, in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, an object was spotted on radar flying at approximately 500 miles per hour over Lake Superior near the American-Canadian border in restricted airspace near the Sioux Locks. Kinchel Air Force Base was located approximately 20 miles south of this location. They immediately sent a, an F-89C weather jet inceptor to investigate what was going on. On board was the pilot, Lieutenant Felix um, Moncla. Moncla Jr. and the radar Moncla. That's M O N C L A. I don't know how you pronounce it, but Moncla. Um, and the radar observer, Lieutenant R. R. Wilson. So they were going to just shoot over to the Sioux and see what that was about. Whatever that was, it was restricted airspace. It was a blip on the radar. And as they flew closer to it, radar operators were watching. And the two blips were getting closer and closer together, closer and closer together. And then they merged. And then they expected the two, the two depths to separate again, but they just didn't. They merged and then it disappeared. It went from two dots to one dot to just disappearing. That's so strange. 
all communications at that point with the jet disappeared. So what happened to the jet? That's what they were wondering too. So they did an extensive land and water search and they didn't find anything. They saw no remains of a crash. Three years later, there was a book published that referenced this story in 1955, The Flying Saucer Conspiracy by Donald Kehoe. During the questioning of the Air Force, the Air Force said that the jet had crashed because it had almost hit a Royal Canadian Air Force C-47. So that was their explanation at that time. However, Canada says, no, it didn't. Hmm. Oh, Canada, it, Canada said no. No, they said that no such incident ever happened with one of their aircrafts. They have actually come out to say this repeated times. Then in 1958, the author, Kehoe, was able to obtain a classified report on the incident. The document said that this was classified actually as a UFO encounter. And in the document, they had the radar operator saying that it seemed incredible, but the blip apparently just swallowed our F-489. They didn't think it was a crash. It didn't look like a crash. There was no, there was nothing land or sea. And then eventually this was researched by Project Blue Book. And that's my story. That's wild. Yeah, I've never heard that before. That's crazy. Yeah, I hadn't heard it either. I went to a paranormal conference and there was UFO people there. So I sat down and this is the story that I heard. Blew my mind. They, They went into much more detail. They were talking about the communication between the jet and the Air Force Base before it went down. I don't have all of that information. I was pretty blown away. You know, it was kind of interesting because I lived in that area for over 20 years, never heard this. I moved away and that's when I heard it. So, so I thought that it would be interesting to do a little reading on this today. Yeah, that would be great. Listeners, Pam and I are tarot card readers. So we're going to go ahead and start shuffling our cards to try to get some answers about this UFO that was in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, in the Sault Ste. Marie area. So just give us a minute while we shuffle the cards. It's interesting because one of my first cards is the sun. Mm-hmm. And the sun is the happiest card in the tarot deck. I also have other cards that talk about happiness and a new beginning. I have a card that talks about communication was poor in the past, mm-hmm. but that talk about working hard. Okay. I also have cards that talk about something isn't the way it looks. I have, I have a whole bunch of cards that talk about balance. Mm -hmm. imbalance going towards positive balance so when i ask if it was a ufo i get yes i also get yes and then i ask is it an alien type of situation what do you get i get yes same i ask did either one of those men die that day i got no 
that's interesting because a lot of the cards that I have, I feel like are talking more about the incident and how it was handled. So like in the yes. past, for some reason, I was picking up a lot of annoyance or like being really annoyed that people weren't taking something more seriously than they should because I was getting a card that talked about like childish behavior. Mm-hmm. And then I got two cards that talk about something that looks really bad, but is is not as bad as it seems or that there's hope and protection in the situation. And then mm-hmm. I have some information that talks to me about somebody's conserving or hiding or concealing something in the present moment. And mm-hmm. in the future, there's going to be a transformation on how things are viewed. So I don't necessarily think that this is something that's over with, but I do think that it's something that people still aren't talking about or is being held back because I have the King of Cups, which usually represents somebody who's pretty tight-lipped about stuff. They don't talk a lot. So communication surrounding the situation looks like it's pretty closed off. I have the three of wands. Wands. And that that talks about poor communication going into the past. Mm-hmm. And, and then I have the temperance card going into the future, which talks about balance. So poor communication, but balance in the future mm-hmm. with the full card, which means restarting. Mm-hmm. And overall, I have the sun card, which means going into a very good place with this. You know, we've done readings before that we believe aliens are real and they're out there. We sure have. I actually have a story for you guys that that was also alien based. So I'm not sure if we want to continue doing our reading on this or if we should transition into the next. Yeah, let's transition into your reading. I just want to finish this by saying that it looks like the poor communication is going out. Good communication is coming in for my cards and that the good balance is coming in for this the end of what I wanted to say about this. Okay. So did you guys know that there was a mysterious UFO crash site in the Grand Canyon? I did not know that. No, I've never heard that before. Okay. So I'm going to read you guys this article. So it says that the mysterious UFO crash site located in the Grand Canyon, a strange 4,000 year old secret. Everything seems to point to the Grand Canyon as a location for a UFO crash. This, as we all know, since we've gathered all the information we could, a team of scientists recently investigated trash uncovered near the Grand Canyon. They arrived and claim to have uncovered the remains of a UFO that's been there for over 4,000 years. The object was built of an unknown metallic substance, according to scientists, and showed symptoms of radiation. They transported the ship to a considerably more secure military station as soon as they knew it had been radiated. When scientists entered the vehicle, they discovered that the cockpit was intended for humanoids ranging in height from four to five feet. The ship was based on magnetic steering and was powered by atoms. According to Dr. Henry Lumont, the U.S. administration is working behind the scenes to resolve the problem. There's YouTube videos on this. And then I thought that there was something else here. So let me check and see what this other article is that I pulled up. No, that was it. So that was the only article that I had on it. But I was, my question about that was like, is this a fake news? Like, is this fake news? You know what I mean? Is it real? And if so, what the hell? Like 4,000 year old crash site? Like, that's crazy. So can we look and see if this is, if this article is legitimate, because I wasn't sure based on the source that I found it at, 
if it mm -hmm. was because I couldn't find much after that article. And that's why I was like, oh, I think I have another article, but I don't. I just had that one article. Who is the source? It's just this website that's it's a news media station. Okay. Um, that's all I know. Okay. So that's well, why I'm up? like, is this real? Is this real? So it's the 4,000 year old alien crash site at the Grand Canyon. I gotta tell you that I'm picking up that it's not real. I was just gonna say that I just got a card that talked about manipulation, and I was like, "Crap, man!" Oh no, that is not what this girl likes to hear, listeners. I'm a pretty big alien believer. They're among us. I know this, so I do not <laughs> like it when we come into contact with alien stories that are bogus because it just it makes it difficult. I don't like anything that takes something like psychics or or alien stuff and then is totally fake or people are faking it out because that's another thing that like ruins the reputation for these things that I believe have some kind of truth in them. So yeah, the yeah. first ca card that I have here is the magician in a reverse position, which means manipulation. Trickery. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one I have is the, um, the seven of cups which means I want, I want, I want, or I'm dreaming or, you know, like set mm -hmm. unrealistic I, I also, thinking. Right. I also have that too. Oh, okay. So we got the same card again. And then we've got mm -hmm. the sun card sitting underneath, which she just, Pam just said, the sun card is the happiest card. Nick. We all love good alien stories. We just love it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was the motivation behind starting this story. Um, and then I have the page of swords. So let me see what the deal is with this. For some reason, the Page of Swords is pointing to a new perspective or maybe trying to change people's minds about something. That's all it's pointing to for me. And then in the future, the Judgment card is there. And Judgment card in Tarot is like, you've heard about Judgment in the Bible, like the day that every everybody's judged or whatever, um, karma coming and things like that. So I feel like there is something in the future that's going to be happening. That's that's kind of similar to that or where, where we're going to kind of understand things a little bit better and then in the hope or fear position we have the wish card which means you know alien enthusiasts are really wishing or hoping or wanting these things to be true mm -hmm. um, and then we have the hierophant card as like an outcome so like keep an open mind um, oh my gosh i have the hierophant card as the outcome too really well maybe this this story's out there to you know keep people's minds open or as an outcome mm -hmm. to try to and you know and we have a story that looked like it was true and then yeah. we have a story that doesn't look like it's true. And, you know, that's just how you hear them. Some of them are going to be true. Some of them aren't. I want to tell you, I have feeling victimized and I have lies. So I feel like this particular one, not true. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that, that's a bummer, but Hey, we got one and one. So we're on the evening playing field. We got yours <laughs> yeah. and then we've got this other one that's out there. So it's not so bad. Well, I didn't get the alien note, guys. I've got something <laughs> completely different. And speaking yeah. of bummers, this one's a big bummer. Oh, great. Your story is <laughs> a big bummer. Oh, okay. It is. 
I'm going to talk about Natalie Wood. Okay. Oh, okay. In November 1981, Natalie Wood, her husband Robert Wagner, and actor Christopher Walken went on a boat trip to Catalina Island along with their captain, Dennis DeVern. Dennis DeVern. On the evening of November 28th, the group had a dinner at a restaurant on Catalina and had a few drinks before returning to their yacht. According to Wagner, his wife went into the cabin to sleep at around 10.45 p.m. while he continued conversing with Walken. When Wagner went into the cabin later, Wood was nowhere to be found. He searched the yacht and discovered that the dinghy was gone, too, as reported by Town & Country magazine. The Harbor Patrol and Coast Guard were called to the scene a few hours later, and Wood's floating body was eventually found. She was declared dead on November 29th at 7.44 a.m. So there's a few things about this, guys. The coroner officially ruled Wood's death as an accident, and as her death certificate reads, a probable drowning in the ocean. So at that point, they thought maybe she'd been drinking. Well, she definitely had been drinking. People could testify to that. There's some speculation that she'd maybe taken a sleeping pill, something like that, and then fallen in the ocean and drowned. Uh, But... But in 2011, the L.A. County coroner reopened the investigation into Wood's mysterious death. Since this incident, more information has come to light, including a source who said that Christopher Walken allegedly heard Wood and Wagner fighting that night. Mm -hmm. What? Furthermore, yeah, help wasn't immediately called when Wagner discovered his wife missing. It wasn't until a few hours later that they contacted the Coast Guard. New witnesses, a few people who were in their own boats at the time, also came forward and said they heard arguing and a woman shouting for help on that fateful night. These circumstantial pieces of evidence suggest that Wood's death may not have been an accident. And in fact, she may have been murdered. That is so suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is. Were you guys from? Are you guys familiar with this? Have you heard about the mysterious drowning of Natalie pretty, Wood? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty familiar with it. I just listened to something about it, and I read an article that her sister said that all her life she was afraid of what she would call dark water, like ocean water, and yeah. that's crazy that that she ended up, you know, dying that way. And her sister said she was so afraid of water she wouldn't even swim in her own pool. Wow. Okay. It's crazy that she's out there in a boat though so i also heard that there was some pretty serious jealousy that she had been flirting with christopher walken and that her husband got very upset so i don't know if that was the night before i feel like the whole weekend was contentious she and walken had just finished a movie i don't think that robert wagner really wanted to hang out with him uh, there were bruises on several parts of her body, such as the ankles, knees, and wrists. In the 81 mm. report, the bruises were attributed to the actress hitting her body on the side of the yacht as she struggled to get back up after falling over. However, the new coroner's report after the reinvestigation states that the bruises occurred before Wood even fell into the water. Ooh. The location of the bruises, the multiplicity of the bruises, lack of head trauma, or facial bruising support bruising having occurred prior to entry into the water, the new report reads. Wow. Huh. 
In addition, the yacht's captain, uh, Captain Devern, revealed in an interview that he lied during this initial police investigation. When asked whether he thought Wagner was responsible, he answered, yes, I would say so. Yes. Shady. It, it sounds like sounds like she had a fight with her husband. So are there any yeah, more details? Like, not really. Uh, so her blood alcohol level at the, at the point um, when they pulled her out was 0.14, which is legally impaired. Um, she had taken uh, some medicine, possibly for motion sickness. It's kind of all they it's kind of all they know. Yeah. I heard that they thought that she was going out untie the dinghy and to go somewhere, but uh, the captain said, no, she would never do that on her own. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that if you were, I wouldn't expect somebody to do that on their own. I wouldn't even do that on my own because I don't do boats and she probably didn't either considering she was so afraid of water. <laughs> yeah, you both don't do what boats. Yeah. I, it is like, I, have you ever been so drunk that you're like, I'll take a dinghy. I'm going to j- jump in the dinghy and go to shore. It'll be yeah. fun and funny. Everyone will think it's great. <laughs> um. I never have. Not off my yacht. Mm-mm, never would. I, <laughs> I want to tell you also that this was like the second time they had been married. So um, they had already divorced and remarried. Hmm. So I feel like the relationship was a bit contentious. Yeah. But this is an interesting story. Let's look at our cards. All right. So again, listeners, we're just going to shuffle to see what's going on here. So just give us a moment while we take a look. I got the boat card, you guys. Well, that makes sense. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't We're going to have to go back in our episodes and see if if these boat cards come up every time we talk about a boat. Because <laughs> I do feel like it's pretty frequent that they do. I mm. didn't get the boat card, but I got the trip card going on a trip. So that's out there. Mm. The, the boat card's telling me a vacation was delayed. That's all it's telling me. Well, obviously it was. <laughs> yes, that's true. Thank you, boat card. All right. So did she fall overboard? That's what we want to know, right? Like, did she actually fall overboard? Yeah. Did she fall overboard or was she pushed overboard? Is when Robert look- Wagner a murderer? Okay. Well, let's go. Did she fall overboard? I'm getting no. I'm also getting a no. I I have cards here that talk to me about an argument that took place. So that's interesting because that's that was confirmed in the story, right? There was argument. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do think she was murdered by him. I think he did throw her overboard. I think that did happen. Was she dead before she hit the water? I'm kidding. No, I'm picking up no. And what I see in the so like, I think my cards were just laying out the entire situation because the outcome card was the boat card that was like a vacation was delayed. But what I see in the future position is feeling trapped. Like what she I don't I don't know if there was some sort of blindfold or restraint that was used or I don't know, 
to get her off, but it's just telling me that she felt trapped. So maybe perhaps when she went overboard, she felt trapped. Mm-hmm. You said there was no like blunt force trauma, anything like that. Is that right? I'm getting a card. I don't, he said bruising, but no blunt force trauma. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm getting a card that is the hangman. Like, like we're going to find out the truth about this eventually. And it says, I've got the card that talks about the grass is greener on the other side. Like somebody looking like, I don't like my situation. I don't want to be in this situation. I'm done with this. Trapped. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that is like, you're on a boat. You've got nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that you say that somebody was like, I don't like my situation because what I see in the past in this situation prior to this current, this, this event that we're talking about is that somebody had that wish card. Like I want this, or I want that. I want this and that, and this and that. Mm-hmm. I want all these other things. So somebody was really dreaming up all the things in the life that they could have. And I feel like that was the motivation for this incident that took place. Mm-hmm. I also have the six, I'm sorry, the five of pentacles, which represents two people who used to be close that weren't close, haven't been close in a while. Yeah. All right. So I'm going with, yes, she was murdered. Yeah. It looks like she was. I feel like, Eek. I feel like, did he, I feel like he was beating her up and before she was dead, he tossed her in. Did Walken have anything to do with it? No. No, I'm not picking up that either. I think that he was doing something because I feel like that card that was um, that one about being restrained, I feel like it wasn't like they didn't find any restraints on her hands or anything like that, but being beaten up and thrown in the water or whatever it makes it really difficult for you to try to, you know, help yourself. Yeah, I, and I feel like she probably was trapped inside her cabin with him mm-hmm. i don't think i feel like she was trying to get out and she couldn't so i want to also say that when i asked did he expect to get away with this for so long i got no oh okay i think that he knows that that he that someday the jig will be up yeah there was a card that was sitting underneath the situation which means like somebody's internal feelings about it and it was the judge judgment card again so i feel mm-hmm. like he that definitely like plays on on feelings about the situation, like not feeling like you're going to get away with it or feeling like at it at some point in time, judgment will be coming for the decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a real shame that she had to die that way. How, how awful. Mm-hmm. Especially since she was so afraid of water. Yeah. So I was wondering also, was her fear some sort of premonition? And I feel like it it was. Well, that's interesting. Do you feel like it was, Kate? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a yes on that. Yeah. All right, universe. I'm afraid of money. So if you want to drown me in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, like, um, if you look into, like, manifestation and stuff, like, whatever you focus on, that's what you bring in. So if she was so heavily focused on this fear, um, it could have been brought in into her life that way because that's what like manifestation means is that whatever's going on in your mind you're going to drag it to you have you ever like real thought about that like where you're like oh i was thinking about such and such a person and they call or show up so so you got to watch your thoughts because if you're thinking about somebody you're like i really don't like such and such i have i don't like them blah 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 
they usually turn up and then it's like, God damn it. So you got to be careful about what goes on in your mind because <laughs> you don't want to invite those annoying people around. <laughs> I keep manifesting enemies. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think about the people you love. <laughs> I'm just surprised that she would go on a boat to begin with. Yeah. She was so afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strange. She's notoriously afraid of water. I, I don't think I'd probably hang out and go to Catalina. Surrounded yeah. by water. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Forget about yeah. it. So Catalina. Is that where when we looked at the other aliens? Yes. It yep. was around it was, the Catalina. Too bad the aliens correct. didn't save her. It's too bad the aliens didn't save her. Maybe yeah. Mm-hmm. Robert Wagner got overwhelmed by the idea that aliens were close to him and yeah well you know one thing i did see like that it was not planned he sort of flipped out Mm. due to is it because of the jealousy over christopher walken how old was christopher walken when this took place he was a young man he was 84 years young yeah (laughs) he's the same age as he is now because he doesn't change (laughs) i think that he was probably in his late 20s early 30s okay um, but I want to say one more thing about this. I'm wondering, like, why the captain changed his tune? Was the captain paid a little extra to keep his mouth shut? And I'm getting, yes. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, something that I was picking up, too. I had the tarot cards that talk about, like, giving money to people. Yeah. So I feel like people were paid off just to shut up about it. I don't think Christopher Walken was. I feel like he's truly the only innocent one here. Well, good. I, I don't want to hate Christopher Walken. So, mm-hmm. No, I don't either. But I feel like he wasn't really interacting that much with Robert Wagner. Like, obviously, they had already had, like, some harsh words. And so I feel like they were kind of keeping away from each other when this whole thing happened. <laughs> well, we cracked it, guys. Three for three. Aliens yep. do exist. Sometimes they don't. And Robert Wagner is a murderer. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, if you would like to tell us why you think Robert Wagner may not be an actual murderer, you can feel free to email us at readingtheroompod at gmail.com, readingtheroompod at gmail.com. If you like his lawyer or something and you're like, that's libel. And we'll be like, for Freedom entertainment purposes only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and guys, as always, bye bye.